Hey, everybody, it's Julie Hoffman and uh, Arlen Dahlin. Say hi, Arlen. Hey there. We're here to talk to you today about how to get an 800 plus credit score. So welcome to the Gold Nuggets podcast. Uh, we've got, I think this is episode 15, and we've been talking about all kinds of interesting things over the last few months, and so glad that you are listening. And we've had, I've had several conversations with Arlen about how to have an amazing credit score, and it, it really is just so important for so many reasons. So uh, I've got a couple of things that I did recently that, that I thought were pretty cool too. So I have a couple of things to add, but again, Arlen's mostly going to run the show because he is like uber expert at this kind of stuff. So um, without further ado, let's get at her. Go ahead, Arlen. So, I, I mean, I'm sure most people listening are real estate investors are looking to get into that space. And uh, I don't know how many of you know, I'm sure most, a lot of you do know that a lot of the lending rules have been tightening over the last 12 months, probably anyways. So having a great credit score becomes more important than ever, you know, especially if you're looking to finance more real estate purchases. So really the key things to having a high credit score, there's really three key things. One is paying every bill on time. I mean, most people know that, like don't even be a day late, just pay it right on time or, or obviously ahead of time, like I would do. Um, the second one is keeping your credit utilization below 20%, meaning like if you have a credit card and you got a $10,000, um, limit, you want to try to keep, um, any balance on there lower than 10%, I mean, 20% or below. So basically you don't want to have a rotating balance in your credit card over 2000. If you're, if you're, what you're allowed to charge on it is 10, if that makes sense. And then the third thing really is your consistency. In other words, your payment history and, um, and the time that you've had your credit, like how long you've, you've had the accounts are key also. Like if you have four different credit cards or a line of credit and they're only six months old, that's not as strong for your credit score as if you've had them for say seven years. So those are really the three key things to having a high credit score, paying your bills on time, keep your credit card utilization below 20%, and then consistency and time um, with your credit cards and uh, lines of credit. Does that make sense? Yeah, all of it makes sense. And um, just to add to the paying, paying the bills on time, you can, you can figure out your minimum monthly payment and set up <clears throat> just for it to pay pay that bill automatically every month if you know your due date just schedule it for five days ahead of time for it to no matter what pay a certain amount you want to pay more great on your own but that way you're always making sure that you're paying your bill on time and thanks to you know automations that's it's easy to do that now Arlen we didn't discuss this in front of the podcast or ahead of the podcast but Last I talked to you, you were saying 30%. So what's changed since, since then? Because I, I thought that, and maybe I'm crazy because, you know, I've been called crazy several times, mostly by my husband. Um, yeah. Is there something that changed? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, really? Well, like, it's just pretty straightforward. Really what it is now is it's gone from 30 to 20. And when I say 
don't charge over 20%, say on a credit card, it doesn't mean you can't temporarily do that. That's, that's no problem. Um, like if you have a $10,000 limit, you charge seven on it. Like for me, if I do that, then I'll just quickly, probably within 48 hours, pay it and at least either pay it right off or get it down below the 20% utilization. Another trick you could do if you want to know how long, say if you get, you wanted to charge 7,000 is if you contact your financial institution to find out their reporting day. In other words, the reporting day may be uh, the 21st of the month. So then, you know, you need to get that below the 20%, 20% or below utilization prior to the 21st of the month. Yeah, Again, that's, that's just a way to keep your credit score as high as possible. Yeah, it's super strategic. Like you can kind of make a game of it even. It's kind of, I, I like to do this. I'm going to tell you one thing that I did. And this was after I talked to you, Arlen, once we started talking about this, because I think one of the first things that you and I talked about was uh, credit and get uh, strategies to strengthen credit. And um, so after that conversation, I had two credit cards at the time. And what I did was I opened two more credit cards and I did a balance transfer. And what that did is it took all, everything below 20%. So I now had four credit cards under 20% and I had new credit cards. So like, like, just like what Arlen said, you know, it's your track record. Six months is a lot different than um, seven years, obviously. Uh, but it's still drastically, and it was 60 points over the course of three months helped me. Yeah, no, that stuff makes a difference. It makes a so, big difference. And I don't recommend so, everybody get 10 credit cards. It's, it's not what I'm suggesting, but I was, I was struggling a little bit with, um, paying it off that much just with my cash flow situation. So that was something that. I found I'm not going to get any more credit cards. I may not even keep four credit cards. I don't know, but um, it, it's it that it drastically helped me to the good. No, absolutely. So let's go over for people basically like how your credit score is determined. So if we put it in kind of percentages, um, ten percent of your credit score is determined by new credit which kind of means like the amount of credit cards or loans that you open in a short period of time, say within six months. So your credit card will be, your credit score, sorry, would be temporarily impacted with new cards or loans or like the result of a financial institution doing either a hard credit pull or a soft credit pull on your um, credit score. So basically, if you were to go out, say you're looking for a loan for a truck, and you went to six different dealerships and you let six different dealerships all pull your credit, that's going to hurt your score because you did that all in a short period of time. So you want to kind of refrain from doing that. So that makes up about 10% of your credit score. Then another 10% is your credit mix. Um, so in other words, if you want to have a good help um, increase your credit score, say if you have three different credit cards, you don't want them all at the same financial institution. It's not a mix. You know, you don't want to have all your credit cards at the same bank. You just won't do as well if you have it that way. The best way is to say if you have three credit cards to have them all at different financial institutions. 
Also, having a few different types of loans is helpful, like a mortgage, a car loan, then say credit cards and a line of credit. Those are all four different types of loans. So again, that's, that makes up about 10% of your credit score again. Then about 15% of your credit score is the length of your credit history. Like lenders want to know how long you've had your bank accounts and credit cards and paying them off consistently, consistently obviously. The longer, the better. So a lot of people, like I kind of discourage this, for example, that they have a bank account at the Royal Bank and they've had it for 15 years and now they're switching banks and uh, to another one down the street, maybe it's a Scotia Bank, and then they cancel that, that bank account with 15 years of history. I wouldn't do that. If anything, just leave it open, leave 20 bucks in the account. Um, again, it, just ha it has an effect on your credit score. So again, length of history um, makes up about 15% of your score. Um, then about 30% of your score um, comes down to the amount owed. This, again, this goes back to referring to your total debt and utilization of your accounts. Again, like we mentioned earlier, like your credit cards, you wanna try to stay under the 20% utilization you know, 5% or 10% is even better. Like banks like to see that you have a high credit limit, but they don't want to see you using over 20% of your limit. So that makes up 30%. So that's a big chunk of uh, what makes up your credit score. Then the last one, this makes up 35% of your credit score is your payment history. So your payment history is the most important aspect of your credit score, obviously. Um, so if you ever late on a payment or default on a payment, it's going to hurt your credit score pretty badly. Um, you don't, you don't want to just pay your minimum payment on your credit cards. Um, if you're trying to get a high or awesome credit score, you want to try to do better than that. Obviously paying off balances in full, um, within 21 days will help boost your credit score a lot. So again, it's your payment history, always paying on time, um, not overutilizing, and so on and so forth. So that makes up 35% of your, your uh, credit score. Does that make sense? Yeah, all of it makes sense. It's great stuff. I got two pages of stuff here. And uh, it's all doable. It's all very doable. I didn't realize the, that the account history uh, would help so much. So whether it's a bank account or a credit card account, or sorry, a credit card, a credit card, just going back to that, um, just keeping a bank account open and, and it active affects your credit. I mean, that's a lot, 15%. Yeah. Like I have, like for me, I have four personal bank accounts. Do I actually need four? No. Um, one is pretty stagnant. One I use as uh, just like an active account for just day-to-day -day expenses and purchases and so on and so forth. And I actually have a, another bank account where, where, where all my direct withdrawal payments comes, goes through. So in other words, I know, I'll just make up a number, for example, between mortgage payment and, and uh, I don't have a car loan, but say a car loan and so on and so forth. I know it's $2,642 a month. So I'll just 
transfer $2,700 once a month into that account. And then I don't even have to keep track of the direct withdrawals. So that makes it easier for me on a monthly basis. But also I got four bank accounts, both with a long history. And again, it just helps me show me as it helps me get a great credit score. Yeah, it's awesome. So one of the really important tips that I learned, and I actually only learned it um, um, just a few years back, is it used to be having too much unsecured credit would lower your credit score. In other words, if I'm exaggerating, if you had 10 credit cards, all with $50,000 limits, that was hard on your credit score and scared banks because, wow, this person's got a ton of cash that he could charge up in unsecured credit. That's not the case anymore. Now, as we mentioned earlier, the bigger thing is credit utilization. So in other words, it's kind of inverse. You actually want your credit cards to have as high a limit as possible because then you have more ability to charge and use those cards yet stay under the 20% utilization. So after learning that, like I used to just have, I think I had two credit cards, one that kind of didn't do much with and one I just used all the time. And then I went and got two more credit cards um, and that really, really helped boost my credit score basically, having more credit cards. And then the other thing with that is making sure you charge at least something on each credit card each month and pay it off. It shows more debt and then instant then quick repayment, which again, boosts your, your credit score. So when I started doing that, it was within 60 days that my credit score went up about 50 points. So like today for me, I still, cause it just keeps things simpler for me, quite honestly, I, I mainly use one credit card but I keep the other three in my wallet and I make sure that I hit each one of those cards at least once in a month and then pay it off right away. Again, that really helps boost your credit score. Awesome. All right. Anything else? Uh, not really. I mean, again, probably oh, one I, of the main things. What's up? I remember you telling me about this though. So I thought you'd talk about it. I didn't want to tell, I didn't want to talk about something you were already going to talk about, but um, one of the, one of the other things that I did with my, I had two credit cards that I've had for uh, two years. I went to both of those credit cards and I asked for an increase on both of those cards. So what did, and they both, I got a thousand dollars more on one and $3,000 more on the other one. So it strengthened my utilization room. And that was a whole other thing that, that really helped me that I'm just getting a kick out of like playing with the, <laughs> playing with this, playing with my credit, a uh, whole new game. We could have a contest. Yeah. We could have a podcast with a, with, uh, we have a contest with a podcast listeners who can raise their credit the most in 30 days. And I don't, can we give them a prize, Arlen, a trophy, a little That's credit card on it? Yeah, I'm going to think about that. You guys uh, give us feedback. If somebody wants to uh, participate in a contest, we can make this fun. Right? Yeah, no, absolutely. All right. So, yeah, you should, again, everybody should 
try to have at least four credit cards. And like what you mentioned, I do that too now. I never used to do that. In fact, on my files, I used to have it put for each one of my credit cards. This was going back a number of years that don't automatically increase my credit. You are not allowed to. Oh, I see. Because, because it used to be where the problem was how much unsecured credit you have, which now is different. Now I do like what you mentioned, I do the exact opposite. About every six months, I'll call to get my credit limit on my cards increased. But the one thing I do do when I ask is um, I don't let them do that if they want to do a hard credit pull. Yeah, because we talked about that. Yeah, I only, I, I'll, I only allow them to do it if it's going to be a soft, either no pull or a soft pull. So I asked that ahead of time. I said, I'd like to increase my credit. Can we do that? And they'll, they may say no. They may say yes. They may say, let me check. I said, but then I always say, if you have to do a hard credit poll, then don't don't bother. But if you could do it either just automatically or just with a soft poll, then 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 let's do it. Yeah, really good. Awesome. And we have done, I think this is our, so we did two uh, just amazing podcasts on financing. We did one, I think it was episode 13 on fixed versus variable. So go back and listen to that one because it's just, it's just so good. And um, then the next one was on a pre-approval versus approval. And uh, that one is really good too. And it plays into this topic because if you're thinking of buying a house and you are pre-approved and then you're approved and then you're approved and you go and finance a truck two weeks before you're supposed to close on the house, that is probably going to get you into major trouble. So pay real close attention to your credit, especially around the time of you doing any kind of a real estate investment uh, purchase transaction or refinance. It, I've seen some ugly things happen and it's sad. It's just sad and it's preventable, you know, but finance your truck after <laughs> do it after yeah. because car loans, car loans are a dime a dozen. They're easy to get, but they are tough on you. Real tough on you. Same with credit cards, pretty easy to get, but they can be tough on you. Yeah. If you're in the midst of getting pre-qualified or qualified for a mortgage, you don't want to do any other type of financing in between the time of, being pre-qualified and actually closing. You don't want to do anything in between because that could jeopardize your financing. Um, another tip that everybody should do that I've done for years is um, you should subscribe to a paid credit monitor monitoring agency. Uh, I didn't say that at first. <laughs> yeah, like I, I've done that for, oh geez, it's got to be 15 years now. And it is important because then like I'll get an immediate text if someone pulls my credit bureau. Yeah, and, You know, I could probably tell you it's probably happened six or seven times that I've had my credit pulled without my authorization. Yep. And I'll get a beep and a text instantly when that happens. And you can bet your bottom dollar that I'm on the phone calling them. I had that once I was actually at a car dealership talking to somebody about a, about a vehicle. And as I'm talking to them, my phone beeps the lady pulled my credit. I didn't give them a permission to, they're not supposed to do that. But again, sometimes it happens and you should have seen the shock on her face when I confronted her with that. I said, you pulled my credit without my authorization. And she kind of looked like a deer in the headlights. I go, okay, so here's what you need to do now. I need you to contact the credit agencies. I need you to get that inquiry removed and I need you 
to send me documentation showing that that pull is off my credit. That's if I cool. didn't have credit, if I didn't have credit monitoring, I would have never known that happened. I'd have, I, I've had banks do that to me where I have a mortgage. All of a sudden, a year later, they do a hard pull on me. And there's no reason to, and they didn't have authorization to. So then again, I'm back on the phone asking them why they did a hard pull. And, uh, and th th sometimes they said it was actually in the documents that we, that we can do that. And then yeah. I'm saying, okay, well, we got a problem because I'm going to, I'll send you an email. I'm going to officially email you saying that I'm not allowing that to happen, but I'm easy to work with. What I can do, if this would be helpful for you, because I can, because I'm with a paid credit monitoring agency is I can print off my credit report and I can send it to you anytime you want. So if you want, you know, just send me an email and I'll give you my updated credit. It's not a problem, but you're not doing a hard pull. But again, I would have never known they did that if I wasn't subscribed to a credit monitoring agency. So everybody should do that. And the thing is with that, don't be cheap. Don't go with one of the free ones. They're not as good and they're not near as accurate. Like I have one of my bank accounts is Scotiabank and I got free credit monitoring there, which is great, but it's not the same. It's not as good as the paid ones. There's quite a few to choose from. You can just Google search, pick the one that's, that you feel suits best for you and run with that one. Um, another thing that's important too, when you're watching your credit score is there's basically three credit agencies. There's Equifax, TransUnion, and FICO. Now, when you watch those reports, every, different financial institutions use different credit agencies. Some use Equifax, some use TransUnion, TransUnion, some might use FICO. What's interesting enough is between those credit agencies, your credit score can vary by as much as 40 points. So I keep an eye on all three credit agencies, knowing where my credit score is. Again, because there could be a big variance. So, you know, I, I, I advise everybody to really monitor your credit score. I mean, I've had feedback when I've done some financing where I've had um, the agent say to me, they're going, holy crap, I've never seen a credit score as high as yours. And, it's, and I'm like, that's because I'm anal about my credit. You know, so and I think everybody should do that in some financing situations, the how good your credit score can determine the rate they're going to give you. So, you know, spending a couple bucks with it, 20 or 30 bucks a month for for uh, paid for a paid credit monitoring agency is well worth it. Yep, absolutely. And so I, I make no I make no bones about the fact that uh when I went through really challenging times in the recession, I, I, I made the, the very, very tough choice of going through bankruptcy and foreclosure. And um, we're not going to get into too much detail about that, but I wish I would have known this information at the time because Arlen just said he sat with a banker who'd never seen a credit rating so high. Well, I sat, I sat with a banker at HSBC, and I'll never forget this who said she'd never seen a credit score so low? And that was because I was fresh out of bankruptcy. It happens. So if I would have known some of these strategies, I could have used them sooner. And hey, better late than never. I'll take it. So this stuff is gold, you guys. Take it and use it. We'll see if we'll have a contest or not. 
but there's likely going to be a trophy involved or maybe a medal, like a gold medal in the shape of a credit card. I don't know. I'm going to put some thought into that and we'll, we'll keep you posted. Um, anything else, Arlen? No, I don't think so. I'm, I mean, again, we kind of went through the stuff here and, and how important it is to have a good credit score. So if we just kind of just went over it real fast again, you know, the three key things are paying every bill on time, not being a single day late. Keep your credit card utilization below 20% if you can. And you, then your consistency and payment history over time is really important. And then just to summarize again, um, how is your credit, card, credit score determined? You know, 10% is on new credit, 10% is on credit mix, 15% is on length of credit history, 30% is on amounts owed, and 35% is your payment history. Everybody monitor your credit, keep a good eye on it. It makes a big difference when it comes to financing and uh, helping you get more deals done. Glad Arlen, this is amazing information. I cannot wait to process the recording and get it out to all the people. So thank you everybody for listening. This has been a great event. Arlen and I both do coaching. If you wanna reach out to us, go ahead, that'd be awesome. Um, either way, we just hope that you're getting something out of, uh, of these podcasts. And again, I encourage you to go back and listen to episode, I think it's 13 and 14. I, I think this is 15. I kind of, um, anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> hope you're having a great day. Thanks a lot, everybody for listening. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time.